now. The Mixed Bag on the After Reality Podcast Network. He survived double eviction, and he's Will Simmons. And he's not that scary in the in the reality verse, Spencer Kitley. And this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Mixed Bag Podcast here on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners over at Fantasy Four Reality. Fantasy the number four reality.com. That is where we're playing our big brother game right now. The Bachelor in Paradise game is live, and I've been getting a lot of requests over at the Fantasy for Reality email about Golden Bachelor. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. That means all at once we will have Bachelor in Paradise, Golden Bachelor, Survivor, and Big Brother all happening at the same time. Wish me well as the super scorer over there. Wow. Anyhow, wow. Today, wow. yeah, today. Whoa, as Joey Lawrence might say. And today we are talking Big Brother 25, double eviction week, where we went from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. And we're talking the challenge and a, a sad send-off for one of our all-time greats. And a little bit of Southern Charm. We're not really sure what's going on there, but we'll d- we'll dive into it. All that being said, Will, what is the good word? Uh, two weeks into Southern Charm, and this might be one of their best seasons so far. <laughs> so, best, pretty best, good. Best season since T-Rav and Ashley went away. Uh, potentially, yeah. There's always been some good episodes, but like we're starting off on like a banger of a season with just... Just well, all kinds of craziness. Texted me earlier, and we established that this is the only male centric cast on all of Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girls are all supporting cast on 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 this show. Yeah, at this point, yeah, it, their storylines are smaller. Didn't used to be that way when we had no camera. It was pretty camera, Cameron and Naomi and Catherine and Kelsey and. Yeah, there was oh. groups, right? You had the two groups. You had the guy group and the girl group, and they kind of they intermingled their their storylines, but they were they they were prominent on both sides of the, the gender line there. Yeah, now it's like we'll talk about it later. We have you have Taylor and Olivia, then you have Benita and Madison, which no one cares about those two. No, oh. I, I mean just I just give me Patricia the whole time. I don't need it out any of Right, right. Yeah, I Patricia would be ridiculous. Like I, I was saying, like there's no really a a crew for the women except those two. I'd say Patricia would have to be like a, you know, point two or something like that. A, a, she'd be the A minus of the A plus crew. She's <laughs> just she's, she's she's great. She's in her own like echelon. She's like yeah. She's in the gold tier. Right, right. Yeah. Golden oldies. Right. Uh, yep. But uh, no, it's been great. Sound like city city is off to a bang start as well. They're what, three or four episodes in, and like got into that episode with. Uh, um, Heather puking into a bag, maybe peeing into in the, the the bus on their way back from a dinner that was explosive. And uh, I, yeah, I looks like I had some. That's the one show I didn't get to watch this week. So oh man, something that I, I was traveling all week. I actually watched the three episodes of Big Brother on Wednesday and Thursday night. So, and we're recording on Friday. So th- those are fresh for me. I'm excited about them. Wow, challenge Southern Charm. Everything's backloaded. I need some, I need some Monday and Tuesday shows. <laughs> I don't have yeah. any Tuesday shows. I need some Monday and Tuesday stuff. Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive into it. But before we do, you want to remind everybody where they can find us online? Follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod. Like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at After Reality Podcast. Subscribe or download them on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. And check out the website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. Very good. And we are going to bat lead off with Big Brother 25. And also, apologies, we didn't get to do a pod 
last week we had, I think, some some fun things uh, to talk about. Well, so we'll, we'll touch on a couple of those as well. Um, first question, though, because we hit on it on our last episode. Jared, worst Big Brother player of all time? <laughs> he's He's got to be one of them. Like, absolutely has to be one of them. He's, like, running his mouth. Starting fires, lying to people out, like outwardly lying to people. Like his game strategy is terrible, and the fact that he keeps winning things is really annoying. Yeah, actually, maybe I should rephrase that. Worst Big Brother player that's made it this far. Right. Yes, that's the. I mean, like, if it wasn't for his mom, like, who who knows where he'd be? He cannot shut up. Like, no. Like, and no. The fact that he thinks that he is. He seemingly thinks he's smarter than everyone else, and that like the two scenes, the the one where like we we've established very early on, Corey's the brains of this house, anchor down, um, and he yells at Corey, and then when Corey starts talking back to him, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You need to bring your tone. Down. I brought my tone down. You need to bring your tone <laughs> down. Corey's speaking to you. Just yeah, understand what he's saying. He, he did the same thing to Blue." He said the place like you're, don't don't yell at me. She's like I'm literally just talking to you. Well, he said he said more than that. he's like, um, he's like, whoa, bro, bro, yeah, bro, watch your tone. I, I don't trust you if you talk to me like that. I'm like, um, she's not a bro. She's yeah. maybe your girlfriend. Uh, he's just an asshole. Yeah. So, um, no, it, it's been it's like his mom's not an idiot. Why is he an idiot? He's a listener. Doesn't listen to her, and it sucks that like she's like I know that's her kid, so she wants to she, she wants some the best for him and stuff, but like she's got to be watching this like you know maybe he needs to go right <laughs> like her only chance to win is without him there, and also let's not let's not be remiss. She won a television show called The Traitors last year. Yeah, let's not think she's playing the most honest game either. No. She's just a, she's a player. She knows his game work. Her son does not. He thinks he's like got he is serene without having to do any of the work or actually thinking about anything through. So it's it's bad. It's bad. It's kind of like it's. I'm not putting them this on them, but it's like rich kid thinks their their crap doesn't stink. Yeah. Their parents are rich. He's like my crap yeah. stink because my mom's been on reality TV the last. 50 yeah. years. It's kind of the his, his I, by proxy. He is also good at these games. <laughs> I mean, like he's won, he's won stuff. So you can't say he hasn't like earned some of those things. But like the way he talks to himself, the way he handles himself, he can't stop talking, running his mouth, outwardly lying and being caught in his lies, and then like lying about those lies. Like he's just all kinds of messy all at the same time. And have you like I've never seen anyone else wear the uh, little Bo Peep bandana before? Is that a new? Yeah, one? yeah. I'm like, you're about to take a picnic. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, is, this your, is this what you wear to ride in a car in the 1940s? You know. <laughs> It, it was awesome how Cameron completely wrecked shop last week, oh. getting things going the other way. And I am so sad that Cameron is gone. Cameron is my unquestioned favorite person in the house. And I don't understand. For now. For now he's gone. I, I don't understand why no one likes him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Bethany watches a lot of, like, the TikTok recaps and stuff. And, like, people outwardly don't like, like, talk crap about Jared, but they all really do like him as a person, and it's very weird because he kind of talks, he, he's really demeaning and like just as kind of an asshole to people, but like they just kind of look over it for some reason, but they outwardly just do not like Cameron. Just do not like him. Izzy pushed him away as she was leaving the house because she was pissed that he got to her and he, she's like, you're next little piggy or whatever, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's just not as affable as he comes off in his interviews in the house, but I don't know. I mean, he seems to have the game figured out. Yeah. He's good at competitions. He does good interviews. Like, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, he's an outstanding Big Brother character and player. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
everyone hates him for some reason. Right. Also, Jag gets a lot of shit. People just, I'm like, what is Jag doing? He's just, oh, he's like this bad, like, Jag isn't one much. He doesn't much. He seems to be really nice. People really agree. Like, just like, yeah, he's a, he's a threat. He has to go. And I'm like, what is he doing? I think people are conflating two things, right? Like, yes. being good at the game and being a good, it, so if you're too good at the game, then you're a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared's a good person because he's terrible at the game. <laughs> he's, he's a good person because he's aligned with Sari. And for some reason, people like Sari, despite the fact she's never won jack crap on, on Survivor. Never. No, she hasn't. She's come close, but she's never won. She was not on Winners at War because she ain't a winner. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, that that fight that Corey had with, with Jared ahead of the HOH comp last week, and, I mean, it's too bad that Jared, Jared didn't get the boot last week instead of yeah. uh, Izzy. Although... Yep. I was, I mean, Izzy left the house last week without spilling the beans about the fields. But sounded this week like Blue knows and isn't saying anything. Yeah, even though we haven't seen the scene of him, she being told it. Yeah. But she see, so does she know? Does she actually know? Or does she think she has, does she have some other knowledge of something else that she thinks she has figured out? Yeah, I don't, maybe she thinks Felicia's his mom. That, that's the whole thing. Maybe that's what she thinks it is. It's like, oh, that's Jared's secret. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but, but entering Wednesday night, so like we we came into Wednesday night not knowing who the HOH was, right? And it, it ends up being Jared. And then he is immediately, oh, he, not me, he, he puts up. Uh, in America. Yeah, Corey in America. And then immediately starts running his mouth to every single person in the house that he's going to backdoor camp. Yep. Idiot. Why would you do that? Why would you run your mouth? That's all he can do. That's all he can do. And, and then it's time for Corey, at least in my opinion, like, why don't Corey and America and Bowie and Cameron make things happen? Like, Jag, like, it should be everyone against Serena and Jared. Serena and Jared, and, and like, Felicia's kind of separated herself from them at this point. Maybe, yeah. maybe Blue has, maybe she hasn't, but like, it should be everyone against the two of them. And I, we'll, we'll get to it, but I just, I just couldn't make sense of, of how Jared was saying so much, and then Blue, she's even like, I'm gonna go make some deals elsewhere because like, he he just did the like, bro, don't talk to me like that, I don't trust you thing to her. I'm I'm curious to see where that relationship goes. Nowhere, <laughs> fucking nowhere. I mean, she's wanting to rock with Matt, Jag, Corey, and America. Yeah. Well, she's I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I get her trying to stay with Jared just because Jared has won some stuff. It protects her from both sides of the house at this point. But, like, if it comes down to nut-cutting time, like, as it kind of proves at the end of this episode, like, you cannot stay with Jared. Like, you just can't. Like, he is a, a sinking ship. <laughs> Question on, well, we'll get in. Jer- they go to the POV. And every clip is, camera can't play, camera can't play, camera can't play, camera can't play. And I'm like, well, it's obvious Cameron's getting chosen to play this because of the way yeah. it's this show. Um, and Jared draws Bowie. Corey selects Jag, house guest choice, telegraphing that he wasn't picking Cameron. Yeah. Erica draws Cameron. I'm like, F yeah. When, when yeah. Um, the whole idea of like, we got to get Cameron out of the house. Can you explain to me how Cameron, who has not a single ally as a threat in this house, I mean, yeah, they just think if he, because if he gets HOH, he's back in the saddle and guess he's, I mean, like, you just worry about him getting more power again. I mean, 
that's it. He's proven that he can be a lone wolf and still uh, still make moves. So, yeah, it's just like Jag. Jag and Cameron have been on the block how many times and how many times they come off. Like, they just kind of keep making it. Even though Jag hasn't done much more than win a couple vetoes, Cameron has exercised his power quite often. So, I get it. It's it, he's a more He's an easy target. But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand why that rest of the house is like, we'll just make Cameron our guy instead of letting him be by himself. That way he has more power. Why we do can we have more power with him. I don't, I don't get it. The only thoroughbred in the house to be on your team. Yeah. Like yeah. Matt, Matt and Jag should be like, let's be the Cameron. Three, let's be the three amigos and go run this thing. Cause no one else was going to win a comp between the three of us. Yeah. Uh, seems, seems a little misguided, but, uh, speaking misguided. When Cameron gets picked to play and Sari is like, now, if if Cameron wins this, you should put me up as the replacement nominee. It's going to earn you some goodwill next week, Jared. And I'm just like, Sari, your son is a total idiot. Why would you sacrifice anything for him? Because he has no chance of winning this game. Yeah. Yep. And at that point, I was convinced Cameron was going to win the competition. Otherwise, why would they show us that conversation? Yep. But not yep. so fast, as Lee Corso might say. Um, not so fast, my friend. Yeah, it was a classic Big Brother game with a different uh, twist on it. it the, this sweaty scrimmage football game, and I, I didn't think Jack had done or Jag had done that well. Especially he fell so hard, so hard. <laughs> Jared did too. They, everyone kind of had a bite and bit it pretty hard. Well, the, the first few people weren't falling as much because it wasn't got, wet. Ground wasn't soggy. Oh. I mean, Cameron when he fell, I thought he had like a a two a snap back head to the turf. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. <laughs> and Cameron seemed to be the only one that figured out the pattern of the things. So you thought. Funny how editing works. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it sure didn't look like Jag did. But I, I mean, even still, though, like I think they're they're underselling Cameron's level of intelligence in this house. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Jag picked up the second veto, and I thought Cameron's pitch was a good pitch to the powers that be. Like. Yep. Keep him as a shield in the house, he is not wrong. Yep. He said, it's not me, it's you, Jag. If it's not Jag, it's you, Jared. And proof is in the put. Yeah. But Cameron is the replacement nominee. He's voted out 8-0 despite this broken transmission of sounds from the scary verse. Which, when I saw this, I'm like, here we go. You know, Jag has missed going home because of this. You know, like there's been enough of these things where I'm like, here we go. What's this about? So that was pretty exciting. But the fact when the, we see the vote, we're like, oh, that was it. <laughs> but then we're told Cameron is not dead because he is undead. Yeah. Brother zombie. Which, which fast forward. What on earth do you, th- are they just going to put him back in the house as like ob- silent observers and then give them a chance to win their way back in? I don't know. It would be funny if they had to live in the backyard or something. <laughs> <laughs> roaming the grounds rest as zombies and yeah. scaring the crap out of people at all t- at all hours of the night i mean like they already had people leave the house leave the house quote unquote uh when they got in the first scary verse remember how they were in that like they had that wall they had to show up on it, so i wonder if it's something like that another sound stage <laughs> yeah exactly maybe when it's something like that where they're just in like this other holding area for a week and just like learning stuff and then they come back and they get to i mean come back and compete like they have like those uh, playback uh competitions but it's interesting because we don't always get this competition. Like they haven't had like a playback uh, in a while since COVID. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Because you want you leave, you can't go back in. Yeah. And this one, I was a little. I'm trying to figure out. I think the two of them are all, or the two that are out are also the first jurors, I believe. 
Oh yeah, because no one went home. We don't have a jury yet. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so whoever yeah loses will become the first one. I believe so. Yeah. Sounds right. We'd love for them to do one of those in the dark competitions, put everybody in the thing, and then oh by the way, there's two extra people in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I, those are always my favorite too when they're just roaming around for them, just finding shit. My favorite Big Brother competition, pretty much, you you know, universally is the go hide your thing in the house. Oh God, yes. Destroy the house trying to find people's things that they hid. Also, haven't done that in a few seasons. I love that competition. That's the best. It's always near the end of the season, too. It's like the last five or six. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. All but right. that one hasn't. Maybe we're getting that one back because that one that's like a pre-COVID game as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Probably have to have people come in and help them put the house back together. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> okay, I would. Yeah. A lot of cameras get messed up when they're doing that. Yeah, shit just yeah gets jacked around for sure. All our microphones are out of place and all these things. <laughs> we'll talk about microphones being out of place here in a moment. Um, HOH competition playing. Yeah. We played Soulmates in the graveyard, and it this was hard. I tried to play along on TV, and I and I got a couple of them, but uh, it was very so, obvious by the choices they were trying to get Surya for sure. The way this game is played. Is that you have to use the dislikes to figure out who the person they like is. So by doing that, you meet because there's two dislikes that immediately eliminate one of the, uh, the one of the two of the people. So I was doing that in record time. I'm screaming it out, screaming it out. It just wasn't working for some people. Yeah, I wasn't doing a good job of cross referencing the dislikes. I was just like, oh, it's the like. Yeah. It must be this one. And then I was wrong. Yeah. First couple I got right, and then I was wrong every time. Yeah, the dislikes will tell you immediately. And unfortunately, Corey and a few other people were only reading the likes at some point. I also don't understand why some people don't just like tap in, like just because you have to like. I want, it was just one buzzer. I wonder if you just you have to hit the buzzer and then select it because it was hard to tell. Because if like I would just like the first one hit the buzzer, and then I'd pick one, like take a second to pick one from there. Uh, I didn't see three buzzers on there. Maybe they had three buzzers. I don't know. Maybe yeah, whatever. But this was tight. Though. This is way closer than it should have been. <laughs> I mean, Corey took out Sari. Corey took out Nicole. Nicole, do you know her? She's on the television. <laughs> Mimi, um, she's probably gonna win this show because she's never around. It'll be she and Bowie at the very end. <laughs> um, and then he takes out Blue, and Corey wins Hoh. So he puts up Jared and Blue, and I, I mean, I'm yelling at the TV. It's got to be Jared and Sri. Put up Jared and Sri. Put up Jared and Sri. And I was really disappointed that it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you had already made it clear you were you guys were all gunning for Sri, so why not put her on the block anyway? I know. I know. Uh, and then also, it's risk with Blue. Like, it's just risky, right? Like, what if something happens and she's going to sit home and Jared stays? I mean, like, it's as a risk willing to take, but they did agree to it. They also agreed, Blue also agreed to go up there if, uh, and she would not take Jared down if she took, if, if she wasn't put up there. She also agreed not to put, take Jared down if she won the veto. So there's a lot, lot riding on that one. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if they did the usual draw or if the draw was just a sign, but it was Matt Jag and Nicole joining uh, the nominees and Corey playing in the POV. And this was a yeah, it was a random draw. Classic Big Brother game, right? Uh, yeah, ball pit race. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone do this better or faster than what Matt did. Yeah, Matt was flying. I mean, he's a, he's also presumably a taller guy. He looks like a taller guy, so he's yeah. covering more ground. And he found those things so quick. I mean, he was a couple of link like links of the yeah. ahead of anybody. I mean, Jared wasn't far behind. Like, Jared and Jag and somebody else had, like, already gotten two were under where their third one when Matt was running back to go grab the, uh, the, the yeah. medallion itself. So, uh, yeah, Matt dominated, thankfully. And he kept the nominees the same, which I guess is fine. 
uh, don't have to play any cards that you don't need to play. Don't, I guess you don't need a pissery off if you're not going to send her home. And he has some yeah. relationship with her. But uh, Sari did not vote to send her boy home. Uh, it was a 6-1 vote. And I didn't understand what she was saying afterwards. She's like, she's like, I, it was okay. For, I'm okay putting that one vote there just because, like, I already knew the vote was going to go the other way. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm trying to sell, like, something. I don't know what she was trying to sell. Yeah. Um, but adding on to Jared, why does he take his microphone off trying to leave the house? Has he seen anyone else do this when they were leaving the house? Once again, he's the worst. And so he goes out to talk to Julie, and we have to, like, stay on, like, B-roll of what's going on in the house until they can find a microphone to give to Jared because because they can't talk to him. It's like, you're an idiot. Uh, yep. Once again, you suck. I also don't think, like, Jared also comes with the kind of guy that, like, is kind of pretentious about everything and that he probably isn't great with production either. Like, that one time he came in a vote, he just walked in and was like, what's up? And then he said his vote. Like, just not even like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's some disconnect with that dude at I all times. Wait to hear people tell us how bad he sucks. Yeah. I, that's like I said, but people fucking love him. Like they literally love this guy. Like I, I don't know what they're seeing that we're not, but like, ugh. yeah, I don't know. But the week that's coming ahead, he and Cameron are zombies. They'll be living in the house, and one of them will be back in the house. But this week, no HOH competition, no nominees, no POV. It's scary week. We have a show on Sunday, no show on Wednesday. And then an 8 p.m. Central show where one of them will be resurrected and no one goes home all week. So it's a weird week, but maybe the scariest part is this new hairstyle that Julie Chen has. Yep. It Pretty looked, weird. That was weird. I was wondering if that was a costume for the Scaryverse. Right. That's what Bethany said, too. She was like, is this supposed to be like an early Halloween costume? It has to be a wig, right? That can't be her hair. Oh, thousand percent. No, thousand percent. Because she changes her hair all the time. Um, also, I think that that was a throwback to like the very first season of <laughs> Big Brother. <laughs> Before Julie had a bunch of plastic surgery, also. Yeah, the hair. Yeah, or much have you seen? Hair. Have you seen the Julie, Julie's face from back then? Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's definitely changed for sure. But first, but first, but first, but first. Um. So yeah, I. Curious to see what the week ahead looks like. It's going to be interesting. Uh, this might be the best week of Big Brother. Like, I'm not going to say ever, but this might be the best weeks of Big Brother with how much is going on. We have to get Cameron back at this house. Have to. Yeah. Whoever comes back in there is is going to set the house on fire one way or another. Yeah, when Cameron's going to come back in and promptly win HOH. Or maybe someone will realize he's a better asset to me than he is a wasted vote out of the house. I think now that we have the house set the way it is, if Cameron would win, I, I still feel like some of the house would say he needs to go along with Sari. It's like it's the first two people they need they, they wanted the house. But with Sari being in the house and like presumably Jared and Cameron don't get to exist in the house, maybe just they get to watch it, just, you know, thinking this way, that maybe that Sari could actually start planting the seed saying like, I'm going to start this up with everybody to be like their, their final two and like, you know, try to lock that in before Jared or uh, Cameron come back. She's smart enough to do it. Yeah, and well, let's just say that my team over on Fantasy Four Reality, Fantasy the Numeral Four Reality dot com, could really use Cameron coming back because I'm down to just America, Jag, and Mimi. Uh, yeah. And I mean, you you you've only you just lost Garrett and Izzy these last yeah. for that year. two weeks. 
Uh, you're cruising. Uh, uh, yeah, you may end up with a winner, though. You may have the winner on your team. So I could. I think America's kind of a sneaky good player. Very. And also, if she's, if she's able to stick around. Also, with a show where they talk about America, the country, a lot, like what America thinks, or like it's sometimes confusing when they're talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I had to last night. Jenna's like, "Why is her name America?" And I had to explain, like, she like her parents came to the country and like then decided to name their kid who was born here America. Uh, they, they were happy to be here. Uh, any anything else on Big Brother for Shapiro's? Uh, it's been awesome. I honestly think this is maybe one of my top Big Brother seasons of all time. I just every week, every episode, every week has been exciting and eventful. Yeah. Our other fantasy league we play in, I'm no longer checking the standings because I have no one left to play. I'm in the top ten. So look at you. Did you have Jared? I did. I have Jared and Jag left. So we'll see. You don't. Well, you kind of have Jared left. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like for now, I have Jared. He's not eliminated yet. So he's been evicted. Yeah, it's all good. He's still able to come to the house, as we found out. Let's talk about the challenge USA season two, uh, this week's episode, a less perfect union. And we're coming off a week that saw Chris Underwood take out his survivor brother, Seabass, which should focus story a little more in this game. And now Chris again is in the crosshairs because his survivor family, they don't like the fact of the way he like kind of sh- shuffled the cards around, uh, asking to go against certain people last week. And that's kind of where we entered the show. Uh, any, any thoughts before we dive in fully to this week on on where we were coming into this? Um, you know, it's still pretty heavy uh, survivor crew at this point, which is pretty wild. Um, but you know, I, I think this the season's been moving along pretty well. Some of the events have been pretty fun. Um, but we're getting close to the uh, like. I'm just waiting for GJ to say like, and the final starts now, kind of thing, because I feel like we've we're down to. I feel like this is gonna be a big final. Like, there's gonna have a bunch of people left. Well, Tori is the only remaining non-survivor woman, right? Yeah, at this point, yeah. After after this week, and I think I looked this up the other day. I th- looked at the the episode list, and I feel like there's I think there's two episodes left. That's what I was thinking. I, I've literally been waiting for this to be like, all right, and final starts now because we have just enough people to run a, a decent final. Um, yeah, there have been 10 episodes, and I feel like I read that there were 12. So it could be any moment that we we flip it over to there in Croatia. It, again, a season where, where TJ has finally told us where we are this season. which is Yeah, honestly, somebody asked me where they were the other day. I'm like, no idea. Yeah. No idea. Uh, I'll go South Africa. We come into this thing. We're playing Go the Distance. Um, a men's heat, a women's heat. This pretty classic survivor type thing a, a variation on it but an over the water challenge running and catching a baton that's suspended and, and until you can't get one um and and we find out that it's going to be a double elimination week and i mean uh, we've lost a lot of the women right off the bat michelle chanel yeah so uh to where it really just comes down to survivor desi cassie michaela and tori um Cassidy doesn't advance out of that. And then after Michaela does this twice, she decides she's terrified. Yeah. She should jump even further. I mean, it is, it sucks because you have to keep going further and further out, but you know, I mean, once you've, once you've plummeted off the thing, I can't imagine it's harder. Yeah. All right. But it is, it is pretty shade sites. Uh, one thing I will say is that, uh, old Chanel 
Um, not only does she like not compete very well in these competitions, she's also not on the show very much. And I'm and it's crazy how far we are into the season, and it's like I still have no idea who she is. And I mean, and we watched Survivor, and I don't know if you really remember really remember her from that either. Right, like Michaela kind of fell in the background for a while, but she's been in the last few episodes. I mean, like uh, Desi always is a good interview, so she's on there quite a bit. But like Chanel and Lily is like I, I keep forgetting she's there. And anytime something happens, like like Cassidy makes a comment about the the other Survivor girls down at the arena the other day, you see her making this like, sh- yeah, like I'm so good. I'm like, you haven't done anything. What, what high horse are you on? Yeah, giddy up. Anyhow, Michaela won that thing somehow. Like scared to death, still wins the thing. She's the tallest one there. Like this, should, she can well they, outleap. They did say that each of the the thing the things were spaced out according to each of their wingspans. Right. Michaela's the longest. I mean, she's pretty long. Well, I know, but that means she had to jump the furthest. Yeah, for sure. But, like, she's built for it. (laughs) I mean, how easy was... I mean, fast forward, how easy was this for Fessy? Right. I mean, Bananas was the only one to hang with him, and and Fessy just beasted this thing, and it was like... It was like they snapped the ball, and and he was off, right? Like, there was waiting on the buzzer. It was just, boom, I am going hand in the dirt let's go and uh, it's his second win in a row where Wes, i couldn't believe could the first round i'm like dude yeah i think he just missed like it's, it wasn't like it was beyond his skill set no uh, no absolutely it just it sucks that he just missed he whiffed on it like first round come on and anyhow fessy and mckayla end up being the ones they get to go in to the deliberation and they, they they land on chris and Alyssa s into the arena which is really the last low-hanging fruit there is all right the next time People are are taking shots at at, at the friendlies for, for the most part, um, and then the hopper gave us some interesting results: three balls for West, two for Bananas, and seven for Tyler. Which I DJ says it every week: you only need one. Yeah, but seven out of twelve is a lot. Yep. Uh, and then Tori two, Michelle one, Cassie nine, and it's Cassie that goes in versus Alyssa, and then Wes facing Chris. Which last time we got West in the elimination, we got a big like preamble, the almost the entire episode about it. There was no preamble to it this time. We already went through it. We can't do it again. <laughs> yes, uh, I was I was surprised it wasn't Tyler going in there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit surprised. I mean, once again, you only need one ball. So yeah, they played this game called Ripped Off, where you're wearing a suit full of patches, and the other person's chasing you, trying to pull those off while you're suspended in the air. Did you like this competition? So I'm watching the first uh, chaser or chasey with uh, the girls, and I'm like, "This is terrible. This is not fun to watch. This is not. This is what is going on. Like this is. I was like, this is not a great event. And then you watch the guys do it. I'm like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> like also really tough to do while you're suspended there. Where the girls, I'm like, uh, yeah. Like I don't know. It wasn't great TV that first event. So I'd say this game is not built for everybody. Yeah, well, and after the first person goes, the person that was playing defense is like exhausted, gassed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which showed at first uh, in the in the men's elimination. I, I was actually I was trying to think back. What was the elimination uh, last time? Last time we played trick trick boom. Oh yeah, that's the bouncing the balls. Yeah, the which. It was totally a Big Brother challenge. 
Yeah, but it was pretty difficult. I actually enjoyed it. At first, I'm like, this is kind of goofy. Then you're watching it. It's like, oh, this isn't easy at all. Like, you have to move shit around and, like, really be strategic about it. So Not easy at all, but it was definitely the most Big Brother challenge I've ever seen on the channel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. um, This one was fine. It just the girls, like, these two girls were, like you said, kind of like the last of kind of like the dead weight of the, the girls. They're not considered the strong girls. Alyssa was very upfront about not being as athletic. Uh, uh, Cassidy's one of the smallest girls in the show. Not very, not, not a lot, a lot of muscle tone to her, athleticism to her, but she's scrappy for sure. Uh, so I was like, yeah, this was the worst. Like, this was like Michaela and Desi up there or Tori. Like, yeah. this would be a brawl. Like, this would be eye gouging, scra- scrapping, grabbing. I wasn't mean, so much with these two. Some, like, stiff arm slash chokeholds going on in this thing. Like, yeah. I was like, those hands are around their throats. I mean, like, Lalissa's literally got, like, five inches on this girl. Like, can't you just hold her hands and just, like, hold her back? <laughs> I, or put a, Not, put a foot out? Like, yeah. I mean, this is so much, she's so much bigger than her. So, uh, I was like, this was a poorly executed on, uh, on Alyssa's part, so. Yeah, Cassidy pulled nine batches, Alyssa pulled eight, and then, and then we moved to the men, where I, I was impressed that Wes did really well. He got nine patches off of Chris, start the game, and then he starts doing this Peter Pan thing, and I thought, was it? I thought he could have just outpaced him the entire time, not on the Peter Pan thing, but on the handwork around the, on, like, we'll call it pommel horsing. And I thought Wes could have just played cat and mouse with him the entire time, but then he started doing the Peter Pan thing, and Chris went, like, Greco-Roman wrestling style on him with a leg lock, and it was over. Yep, that was it. One move. And actually, it was crazy. Both of them lost in the last patch, the last second, too. Yep. Yeah, you know, Chris went had the right move. Once he spider webbed him, it was over. Because then he had every grasp on the back, and he's on the front. Yeah, and he's a lot bigger than Wes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we kind of left I left out the piece where Wes was like, hey, I knew where two votes came from, which I'm I'm not sure which two of those were. I guess one of them was, we know one of them was Chris, right? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. One was Josh. I don't know where, well, there was three. Oh, right, yeah. And he's like, I don't know where the third one came from. And why did Josh have to put him in? Josh is an idiot. I mean, Josh is an idiot, as usual. Why Why is he not putting Tyler in? Because Fessy said not to? Because Fessy because jo- boys? Because Josh is, Josh is so worried about everybody. Like, I don't, Josh does not think rationally. Yeah. I think it's been proven. You shouldn't be worried about running the final with Wes. Because every single person left on the show on the men's side will beat you in the final. Yeah, Bessie, Bananas, Tyler, Chris, yeah. Corey. But he's worried about he's worried about Wes. Yeah, they will all beat you in the final. And what I read in an interview, Wes said maybe I shouldn't have spent so much time on the treadmill, letting everyone know how physically fit I was going to <laughs> the final. But you can't be concerned with that yet. No one's worried about the greatest of all time, who's just hanging around, right? Nope. Oh. Yeah, Josh is an idiot. Oh, definitely mis- misplayed this. I mean, he's like crying. He's like, oh, my buddy. And I'm like, if you're my buddy, you let me stay in this game and you beat me because you're better than me, not because you're a fucking scared asshole. And he's scared, I so. the face that you're voting for him. Yeah. I guess he cries about him. Who cares? Josh sucks. I guess this tiniest bit of the silver lining is he owned up to it right to his face before he left. I mean, yeah, sure. Last at the end when, he, when he's gone, because he comes back, he doesn't say shit. I guarantee you. Yeah, so I I really hope it's not the last time we see Wes. He says it is. It'll be a while. I mean, the kid's about to be come, so it'll be a year, couple, a few years of. But 
season 40 is coming in a couple of in, a, in about a year or two probably two years i bet they go big for season 40 and load the pot with people and if there's a way to get him to play i feel like that's it he did say like hey i came back out i thought about quitting after all stars three because even like the first season all stars like two weeks now it's three and a half weeks and they, they keep he's like if they keep expanding it then it's not as easy of a show even like the challenge usa is a is a, is a little longer Mm-hmm. Not as long as the 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 uh, what, why can't I come up with the right word? The main franchise, the uh, yeah, the MTV Challenge, yeah, I, I was, the show of record. I, I'm not coming up with the word I want, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wrath of Cassidy is coming back into this house, and I I wouldn't sleep on her. No, like Chanel, look out! Anybody look out if it's the right challenge, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, once again, like I said, Chanel hasn't done anything. Uh, Desi, I mean, she's done well in some of the competitions, but, like, she's not winning a lot either. So, like, uh, yeah, bring on Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, only 12 players remain. I'm thinking we do we go double elimination next week, and then we run the final with 10 people. Seems like to be, I mean, if we really only have, like, a couple episodes left, yeah, that makes sense. And I don't, are the numbers even as far as who's left? Um, It's six and six. Yeah. Wonder if the hopper allows for that. Yeah. There's there's six survivor players, three big brother players, two real worlders, and Tori from Are You the One. That's the makeup of, of who was there. But I'm I'm excited to see how it shakes out. I'm enjoying the season. Yeah, it's not the it's not the, the main show, but I love it. Uh, and I'm enjoying it just the same. I want to Jump over quickly and talk a little Southern Charm. I know we teased it at the top of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, two episodes in, fireworks from the gecko. Taylor lashing out at Craig about Shep cheating at Madison's weird engagement or uh, post-wedding reception that only seemed to be for the TV show because it was only like TV cast there <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, and, and then... The parting shot from that first episode was, well, what about when you're with your girlfriend cheating on you, insinuating that Paige was cheating on Craig? Yeah, yeah. Which is not something interesting. Yeah, no one really heard that. Craig even addresses it in this episode that he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know where she got that, what she's saying, but you know, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Doesn't seem like Paige's style. Taylor is an interesting kind of focal point of this show with this alleged hookup maybe even more of a relationship type thing with Austin, the super awkward new job selling these canned cocktails that she could not be any worse at selling. Oh, so bad. So bad. Mars was sitting in interviews at the place we used to work at uh, before I left. They, uh, <laughs> I had to sit in a few and some of them, these were internal interviews. So like you thought the person would know a little better, Mm-mm, real bad, worse ones. <laughs> so, that I mean, the fact that she gave Madison a sex toy as a wedding gift, and I, she's an interesting bird. And then, then this new JT guy, like, yeah, really kicking the hornet's nest about this Austin thing, but then also being like, man, Shep, like, you should have married her. You need to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, like, what is going yeah. on on this show? Yeah, I so I watched that. I watched that live afterwards, and Craig was like, man, JT was married. I totally forget. He's like, I just keep forgetting a lot about the stuff and. Uh, but turns out JT was newly, uh, is like newly divorced at this point, right? He's newly single again. So like, this is all very, 
very new for him oh, <laughs> to be back in this world. He made it sound like it was like a long time ago on the show, but I guess not. Maybe he made no, it. Maybe that was how long he was married, not how long ago he was, he was married for like six or seven, six or seven years. Okay. Married for six or seven years, but I guess it was just recent, the last year or two, is he actually because he moved to Charleston. I think it's like so the last couple of years he's been single. So like it's still new to him. Plus he's just now getting on the show. I mean, like so, that guy was fired up. So he's a new friend. Yeah. Uh, like what? Well, he couldn't just keep John Pringle in the in the mix for. I don't think Pringle wants to be in the mix. And then we got this Rodrigo guy, who I have no idea where he came from or why he's there. He's Austin's buddy from Charlotte, and JT was like, "Oh, he's like that's cool. You're friends." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "How's how's Austin?" He's like, "Well, he used to be cool. Now he's just a douche." But I've known him for a long time. Yeah. So it's great. the The show revolves around these guys, and it really revolves around Shep and Austin because Craig's just a bit player at this point, as far because he's not involved in this thing until he inevitably has that one episode every season where he just loses his mind and screams at people. Yeah. Yep. Nothing wrong. Happen. Snowing. Uh, uh, yeah. I... Then there's Whitney. Yeah. Mother. Same old Whitney. No. Um, actually, I just saw that he exchanged guitars, one of his private stock with the one of the guitar players from Foo Fighters uh, in person at the Foo Fighters show he was recently at. I was like, that's pretty cool. He's got, I mean, uh, he's got a lot of money. So, was it Shiffy? Shiffy? Shif- Shifflet? Shiffy? No, it was Pat. Pat. It was a uh, Pat. Pat Schmier. I, I don't know. I know Chris. He's, he's been in the Foo Fighters a lot longer than Chris. <laughs> and Shifflet's like the lead guitar player, though, isn't he? Uh, it's between him and Pat Schmier. Uh, okay. Kind of goes back and forth. That's a it's a weird name. I'm gonna see how many times, many more times I can. Get. Yeah, I'm like, what, are you saying it correctly? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, he he could be a, a gynecological test as well. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, this season is off to a really hot start. Um, it seems as though a lot more has happened with Taylor and Austin. But like, why? Out of all the people you could possibly date, Austin, why? Are you asking me this question? Because this is a very easy answer. What for TV? Is that the answer? No, he does his like. What girl hasn't like Austin tried to hook up with that has been in this group? Kind of all of them. Yeah, Chelsea, <laughs> he, Austin, Olivia. Yeah, he's he's all he's all about like ships. You know, second you know leftovers kind of thing. Hate to say that, but like girls he's broken up with or girls he's interested in with. Those guys just swap chicks pretty often. It's pretty crazy. And like the girls that are still in this group. Or a lot of these shared girls, which is also kind of weird. And not as much as it used to be anymore, but like Madison, like you said earlier, she is boring. Like, I don't care. Like, her new husband seems fine, but like, he's also, I don't know, he was just, I don't know. How, like, this is a weird thing. In a year, you married her, married her, planning a kid, and you're going to travel to San Diego once a week for the rest of your life to be a fireman for half the week or whatever it is you do there. Yeah. Like, I don't understand this. And then in Watchmen was Live, Andy goes, how are you rich if you have, if you're a fireman? And he was like, I've invested my money well and i was like interesting and that's the job you choose to keep while your wife lives in charleston on a tv show with all these other dudes that are literally fucking everyone around i don't get it sounds like he's got a girlfriend in san diego yeah yeah secret agent man over there i don't know it's just strange just very strange thing uh vanita i hope it works out with a relationship great you're not you're not much of a player on the show Um, the only exposure to lava is tasting these canned yeah and we get 
We had to see old TJ from uh from her from her that season that one season of their show is one of the bartenders. I'm like, oh cool, he's still around, great. So he really works there. <laughs> I think you're bringing that show back. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because for a minute I thought JT was the guy at the bar, but it turns out it was TJ. TJ, TJJ. But I do like. Uh, so also, I thought the date was weird with Olivia with um the Rod, Rod, yeah. Rodrigo, Rod. He seems cool. I think he's going to be fun to have on the show later. I think the new guys are going to bring some interesting stuff to it. Interesting date thing, because uh, he also has explained it to Austin about this. So you know he's going to get pissed, even though he's okay with banging Taylor. That just shut. So it's just it's salt and sexual as hell. So yeah, and then Olivia. Oh, I I can't quite figure out who she is, what she is, um, but she's. She's finding a way to hang around, and I guess they need women to stay, women to be on the. <laughs> it's all it's an all dude show. Fuck it. Um, let's anything else before we get out of here? I feel like we've been dragging along here on Southern Charm. No, uh, no, I think it's we covered quite a bit there. Cool. All right, then uh, you want to hit everybody with where they can find us online, and we will retire for the week. Uh, if you're not already watching it, watch Salt Lake City. Spencer, it's directly to you. You need to watch it. It's been great so far. But yes, you can find us on Twitter uh, at After Reality Pod. Like the After Reality TV talk podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and, it's, and TikTok at After Reality Podcast. Subscribe or download them on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher. And check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. Find me at iFollowOver45 on Instagram and Twitter. Very good, very good. You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley, at Fantasy for Reality on both Instagram and Twitter. And until we chat again, remind you, what do we remind you of? What do we remind you of? We remind you that all is fair and love, war, and challenges. 